Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. Cut It Straight is a podcast helping you pursue excellence in your preaching and ministry. In this episode, we're going to conclude our series, Discerning the Call of God, and we're going to see how the church affirms your calling. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast, Episode 23. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley, where we are going to conclude our series, Discerning the Call of God. And we've looked at a mini-series within that series on the qualifications for ministry. And I hope this series has helped you uh, pray and consider your calling and take the seriousness and the gravity of uh, finding out where you are and where you fit in God's plan for the kingdom. Uh, And I hope that you are uh, finding some assurance and some affirmation in your calling uh, in the ministry. And so we've looked at and studied uh, the biblical qualifications for the ministry. Uh, We've seen that the man of God has many internal and external requirements. Uh, The man of God must be above reproach, 1 Timothy 3 and 2. He must be sober-minded, the same verse. Uh, He must have marriage fidelity. He must be self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Uh, These are all in 1 Timothy 3. Able to teach. Uh, He can't be a drunkard. He can't be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome. Uh, He's not to be a lover of money. He must manage his household and children with dignity. He mustn't be a recent convert, and he must be well thought of by outsiders. So these are some of the qualifications that Paul gives us uh, for the ministry for overseers in 1 Timothy 3, and also includes these briefly in Titus 1, 5 through 16. God sets the standard high for those who feel a call of God upon their lives. Uh, These are to be used as gauges to discern your calling. Keep in mind, all are called to minister. Some are called to ministry, but only a few are called to the ministry. And we've talked about that in past episodes. Beyond just discerning the call of God within yourself, there is an affirmation of your calling within the church. Uh, I, I quote Jason Allen, who is the president of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I quote, In the New Testament, there are no rogue agents or self-appointed ministers. Every legitimate pastor has a church standing behind him. Church affirmation is essential to the call to ministry, end quote. And that's Jason Allen, the president of Southern, I'm sorry, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Paul says this in 1 Timothy 4.14. He's reminding Timothy here, do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Timothy had been called into the ministry. However, there was a council of elders or overseers who gave public affirmation to Timothy's calling. Someone even gave a prophecy confirming Timothy's calling. Now, this may not happen to every one of us, but the principle is important. Throughout the Old and New Testament, we see the principle of a calling being confirmed within a body of believers. Whether it was Aaron and the priests being anointed and dressed for priestly duties, or Saul and David being publicly anointed as kings, 
A true calling from God will not be solely based on subjective feelings. It will have and include objective confirmation within the church. Look at what Paul says in the continued requirements for deacons or overseers. In 1 Timothy 3 and 10, he says, And let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. If you're going to be an overseer, a pastor, evangelist, teacher, church planner, missionary, then you will be tested. And your calling in your ministry must be proved and tested within the church. No one becomes a pastor overnight. No one becomes an evangelist overnight. No one becomes a prophet overnight. No one becomes a missionary or a church planner overnight. They are first tested. They're not a recent convert, as we have read in 1 Timothy, but they are tested and proved. And where are they tested and proved? They are tested and proved within the confines of the local church. The man of God's faithfulness must be proved. There must be enough time to test your qualifications. There must be a time of proving. There must be a time of testing. Having your calling affirmed of the church goes beyond what friends and family members say about your calling. Well, you should be a preacher. Man, you'd be a, you'd be a great pastor. Well, those are nice things to hear from family and friends. But it is the church which will give the confirmation of your calling. The church body will stand behind your ministry, affirming what you already feel. So what you have been feeling and what you are trying to discern is the will of God and the call of God for your life will be confirmed in the church. Your calling must be validated, and it must be validated beyond what mom and dad or aunt and uncle or grandma and grandpa says. It must be the church with a pastor, with a council of elders of some sort, who can give affirmation to what you are already feeling. Then you can step out knowing with assurance that your calling is true, that it is valid. Now, it's dangerous to go seeking validation somewhere. If you're not being validated at your local assembly, don't go looking for it. Church or church hopping, trying to find somebody who will affirm your calling. That's not going to work either. Get somewhere where you could be submitted to a local pastor, to a local assembly, serve there, prove yourself there. They will affirm your calling. They will see your calling. Now, there may be others who come from outside of your assembly. It might be another pastor, another church who asks you to come to work or serve there. But it must first be approved at your local church. If your local pastor, your, your pastor and church cannot affirm your calling, then you don't need to go somewhere else where you can find validation. That's not how this works. Get somewhere where you can work, where people see you, who see your labor, who see your faithfulness, or maybe they see your unfaithfulness or your lack of work or serving, and then let there be a testing or a proving. You don't just get up one day and say, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a missionary. Now, you may be wrestling with a calling. You may be wrestling with something in your spirit or your heart, but that's when you need to go talk to your pastor. Go talk to your elders if you have that in your local assembly. Go talk to some ministers in your church to help have to, to, uh, to have some counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there's safety. And the church is a safe place. God loves his church, and he wants to protect his church. And if you read the New Testament, what does God 
through his apostles, through the writers of the New Testament, what are they always trying to warn the church about? Error, false teachers, false doctrine. Well, in order for there to be safe teaching, healthy doctrine, healthy ministers, healthy saints and sheep in the church, we must have healthy callings and healthy uh, healthy preachers and overseers. Now, this is where we have to make sure that we're getting ample counsel within the local church body. Those who don't want to get it for affirmation of a calling in their home church will want to go somewhere else to receive it. Don't be one of those young men or one of those young ladies who, if you can't get affirmation or confirmation in your local assembly, if you're going to go somewhere else, the reason why you might not be getting affirmed or confirmed in your church is because they don't see what you are feeling. Now, you don't live your life auditioning for the ministry. Instead, you live your life loving Jesus and others in a way that will testify to your calling. Now, what we need to do is make sure that we are talking to someone. Don't, don't feel isolated when you're, you're trying to discern this call. You need to talk to somebody. Talk to your pastor. Be honest and say, this is what I'm feeling, and he will help you. I always try to tell young men, I'm not going to tell you that you're called to preach. I'm not going to tell you that you're called to pastor. But what we can do is we can work towards figuring out what God is calling you to. And I can be honest with them. I can tell them through the process, here's what we can see. Here's what we can we can work on. And don't be afraid to, to say, here's what I feel. I might be being, uh, feeling a call to, to travel and evangelize. I feel a call to pastor, be a missionary. Tell them that and then get some feedback. Now, once you come to me, I tell, uh, I tell our young ministers this, and they can attest, why you are living in a glass house. Once you start telling and proclaiming that you're called to preach or called to minister, everybody's going to put the litmus test out on you. And so you're going to have to start living up to the qualifications that Paul lists in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Understand that now they are going to see whether or not your lifestyle is going to live up with what you are proclaiming to be. That's why it's important that you have some counsel. I can tell, I can tell others uh, who might be coming to me and saying, so-and-so is saying that he feels a call. And I can say, well... We are working towards that. They're a part of our Cut It Straight uh, classes here at First Apostolic Church, or I've been working with them in discipleship, or I'm using them. And then I can start to put them into places where I can, I can see whether or not they are found faithful. And, and usually I'll try to put somebody in Sunday school class, uh, a discipleship class with me, uh, perhaps ushering or putting, putting them in the choir or somewhere in the church. I feel I could put them somewhere to see where they are going to thrive. And here's where we can see strengths and weaknesses. Now, looking at the list given in First Timothy and Titus, we see that the qualifications involve other people. The inner life must be healthy. The same holds true with our interactions with people. So I want to see their interactions with other team leaders. I want to see how they interact with other Sunday school teachers or other young ministers. This is where I'm going to start to see how they, how they work with others. Are they above reproach? Are they sober-minded? Are they quarrelsome? Are they gentle? Are they, not, are, they, uh, are they able to teach? 
Uh, do they have issues with their money? Uh, do they manage their household well? This is how we are to start qualifying and seeing how people thrive and if they're growing and maturing in ministry. This is how we validate someone's calling. The church should be able to say, yes, I see their faithfulness. I see this young man's uh, ability to serve, to love people, to reach people. He loves souls. He loves the church. He loves children. He loves He loves the elders. He loves doing whatever is asked of him. We can confirm that God is doing something in them. Now, what does this confirmation, this corporate confirmation of your ministry mean? Number one, it means you're protected. This will keep you from corrupted ambitions. But this also gives you confidence in your calling. You know you have authority to be a representative of Jesus Christ and His church. You're protected. When someone uh, questions your calling, they say, I know my church is behind me. I know my pastor is behind me with what I am doing in the kingdom of God. Number two, number one, you're protected. Number two, God's church is protected. Your call isn't your call. It is God's call to His church. You minister within the confines of the church. God's people need a shepherd who will lead and feed them. This is the care for God's flock. And God protects His church above all things. And that's why we need healthy churches and healthy ministries. The local church should be producing uh, ministers, ministries, and it will confirm those. It will confirm those who are working within the confines of the church. Now, we do ministry outside of the church, whether it's uh, bus ministry, we're, we're bringing people in, we're uh, maybe doing some street ministry of some sort, but you're doing that uh, with with the, the consideration of the church. The church is the one producing you. Again, it's you're protected and God's church is protected. And this is important for a young man to understand that your ministry is being validated knowing that the church is behind you, that your pastor is behind you. I, you've got my full support to do what God is calling you to do. And when they call me or they say, hey, do you know so-and-so? Uh, could I have them come preach? I can say uh, with assurance Yes, they are a faithful young man. They love the Word of God. They love to pray. They love souls. They'll love your church. And I can affirm you, and I can affirm what God is doing in you. And that only protects that other local church where you may be asked to go to minister or perhaps to serve. And that gives that church uh, peace, knowing that they're protected. They're not, I'm not sending some rogue young man or some young lady over there to, to do a, a, a work of some sort. You're protected and the church is protected. And so hopefully over the last several lessons, you've begun to pray and discern God's will for your life. It's important that you have a pastor and that you have a local home church. And I can't stress this enough. Don't be one who goes from church to church looking for a ministry. And let me tell you what you will find. You will not find any ministry at all. You'll be a rogue agent and God's church will be harmed and you will be harmed. And if you have a family, your family will be harmed. 
Get somewhere where you can serve. Get somewhere where you have a pastor who can help you, who can invest in you, who can disciple you, who can train and equip you so that when you are sent out, when you are like Paul and Barnabas and you're separated unto the ministry, you are confirmed wherever it is that you have been working locally for over extended amount of time. I want you to find your, your, your role in God's kingdom. I want you to help discern that. And the best thing to do is to get with your pastor, get with your local assembly, serve there, counsel there, do what God has called you to do there. And let me say this, if you can't reach souls where God has planted you right now, you're not going to be able to do it somewhere else. If you can't teach Sunday school here, you're not probably going to be able to teach Sunday school overseas somewhere. If you can't serve faithfully in your local church as an usher or a choir member or a uh, Sunday school class or whatever it might be, a youth group setting, if you can't serve there, you're not going to be able to do it somewhere else. Get somewhere where you can serve. Get somewhere where you can mature and grow spiritually and your, your calling and your ministry can thrive. It is from there that you can have a harvest in the rest of your ministry, wherever God might send you. Be found faithful in the little things and God will make you a ruler over much. I hope you've enjoyed this series, Discerning the Call of God, and I hope God's blessings are coming to you and to your local assembly where you are found faithful. Thanks for tuning in to the Cut It Straight podcast. For more information and episodes, go to nswhitley.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Cut It Straight podcast on iTunes. Go to Facebook and search for N.S. Whitley and like and share my page. And follow me on Twitter at N.S. Whitley.